0: This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during, workout needs, as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at FNXFit.com to get 15% off your order. Hope you're out on the road on your way to do something fun.
1: Like, I hope you stop by Mickey
0: D's. Yeah, stop by Mickey D's or uh-huh. uh, Duncan if you're from up north. Because today is a very special occasion. It is a rare morning edition of Carl Pooling.
1: Right. There's uh, 50% more cholesterol. That's right. In this uh, version of Carl Pooling. So uh, make sure you've taken your pills. And look, uh, you've
0: got you got to think of your health. If you right. if you don't have great heart health, skip this
1: episode. Skip this episode. Uh, we'll be releasing a diet yeah version, but uh, we're still working on that with the R and D guys, uh, Phil and Clifford. Uh, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I want to have a big red dog on staff. That was one of our dreams when we started the show, Hunter. Uh, Correct. Let's talk about this for a second. Now, up north, mm-hmm. they have Dunkin' Donuts. Now, don't get me wrong. We have Dunkin' Donuts down here where where we're from. We've seen it. But yeah. Yeah. they swear by Dunkin' Donuts. And I've had a Dunkin' Donut. And mm-hmm. it tastes like somebody cut up a couch cushion and then put the yeah. world's most basic royal icing on top of it. I mean, they yeah. are not good. That's- they are... Dry, uh, and they might remind you of this show in many ways, but boom, <laughs> Here, roasted.
1: Nice down, nice
0: down where we originate from. We have uh-huh. this little gem called Krispy Kreme, right? right which right, is right. like biting into a fried cloud. And I just don't understand how how you legitimately go to Dunkin' Donuts. Eat one of their quote-unquote confections and say, I mm-hmm. enjoyed my experience.
1: I think you... Well, let me paint you a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you can never go outside. Because it's too um, cold. Because it's too cold. Yes, right. exactly. Uh, snow, a lot of that. And you think beans are a good-tasting food. Welcome to Boston. May I interest you in a stale cushion? That I have put icing on top of.
0: Right. Okay. I'm tracking. You see what, with I, you you. See what I'm saying? And you know what? That right. Makes sense. Because let's just let's wrap on it for a minute. Because you go to Philadelphia, okay. and you're like, yes, yes the Philly cheesesteak, the world's, the Philadelphia's greatest export to the world. And you Correct. go, how do you make this amazing confection? And they go, uh-huh. here, we'll tell you. You take you take skirt steak, and you chop Ooh. it finely onions sometimes peppers sometimes mushrooms not required not necessarily you saute all of that together you put it into Mm -hmm. a hoagie and then you top it with white american cheese the world's best melting cheese correct it's a perfect system but you mm -hmm. go up there to get one and they put cheese whiz on it from a can
1: (laughs) what is wrong with you people yeah yeah it's evil it's That's that's actually one of the uh, Ten Commandments that didn't make it. It's the... Uh, God was having to cut some. Eleventh Commandment. Um, okay. Cheese yeah, whiz yeah, should yeah, yeah. only well,
0: be eaten when you are completely cross-eyed drunk at three in the morning. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, and only when in college and, you know, when no women are present. <laughs> Not when you've gone through the trouble of...
0: Getting the flat top warm, putting some oil down, sautéing a a delicious Delicious. blend of cheap but tasty meats and aromatics. It's just, you know what? The North... It's evil. It's pure evil. I I feel like they it's so cold and the elements have beset them so harshly that they feel like they deserve punishment. So they can't Can't. have anything too good.
1: Yeah. You go back and you read like old English uh poems and it's all about like how the weather is bad and there's no hope. Um that's basically what I imagine Boston is like.
0: Well and that's or
1: Philadelphia. That
0: has to be the type of environment that leads you to invent the the cheese whiz. The cheese right. whiz Right. It's Philly. like,
1: well there's no hope for tomorrow, so who cares about this uh delicious concoction I just made.
0: Why should I enjoy this now when everything they can't is enjoy pain. anything
1: yeah exactly you want it to you want to eat like you feel that makes sense that's right that because otherwise
0: sense. is it a meal or is it just a lie <laughs> um, and now hunter i've never been to a timmy hortons but uh-huh. you have to ask yourself the question is it in the style of a duncan or the style of a crispy
1: what is a timmy hortons tim hortons is the big the
0: big like donut chain that's super famous yeah, in canada I,
1: yeah, I knew that. I knew that exactly, and nobody had to help me figure it is
0: out. Is it a um, couch cushion with a smattering of three-day-old frosting, or is it a delicious fried cloud, ambrosia from the gods, that is shellacked with glaze from every conceivable angle?
1: What? Let's just call up the King of Canada real quick. Give him a quick <laughs> ring. I can never remember his Little name. Little Justy True True? Um, yay a little trusty choo-choo the the (laughs) prime minister that could
0: justin take your take that shoe polish off your face we've got a question for you
1: pick up that red phone we sent you justin (laughs) just pick it up Um, call us it's got our logo on it and everything it should be easy i got i got not the one with the nukes i got to share
0: another uh, with another um individual the joys of justin trudeau the other day Mm -hmm. they um Mm -hmm they were talking about, you know, why can't we have somebody that cares about our values, et cetera, you know? Why, don't, why can't we have okay. someone that cares about the people? Why can't we have someone who's not racist? And I was like, funny you should ask. Funny you should wonder. Funny. So I, yeah. I got to show them the pictures, the multiple pictures of Justin in blackface. And then, of course, right. there's the one where he's got the big do-rag. And they're like, wow, yeah, that's yeah. pretty rough. And I said, scroll down. Because you know what the bottom half of that picture entails. And if you don't, email me. Um Email speaking me, of emailing, let's crowdsource that information. If you have eaten at all three restaurants, right. I don't want to hear from anybody unqualified. If you've eaten at a Tim Hortons, right. if you've eaten at a Dunkin', and if you've eaten at a Krispy Kreme, I want to know what style is the Tim Hortons in.
1: We need certified receipts,
0: right? We're not going to take you at your word on I this. Need you, I need a picture of you at a Tim Hortons yep. with today's yep. newspaper which I guess would be, I don't know if Canada, are they literate? Do they actually make newspapers, or do they
1: just, I don't know. They they do, Chris. They're in French, though, so it's not real words. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> je, exactly right. je lis en mon lit.
1: <laughs> Why is it just say baguette 500 times? I don't understand. You know,
0: it's it's uh, it's funny because there are, the French Canadians have such a different accent than the actual like like European French people. And Sure, that makes sense. When I when I lived in France for a while, I was there with one of my friends his name was Kevin and he mm-hmm. was French Canadian and he spoke great French. And I was just trying to learn French by like hanging out with people on the buses and on trains and stuff and sitting down next to them and just putting the charm on and seeing if I couldn't get them to have a conversation with me. And it worked out pretty well. I'm, I'm fairly fairly conversational still. Over there, I was basically fluent. but Nice. Um, but we would go out to a restaurant. He would try an order. And he, sp- he speaks way better French than I do. And no one could understand right. him. And then the, the waiters and stuff, because of his French-Canadian accent, And they could understand me because I learned in France. And so then they'd look at me and they'd be like, What's wrong with your friend? And like, we'd like.
1: You are Oftentimes
0: they would ask me if he was special needs. And I would say, No, he's just Canadian. And they said, So special needs then. (laughs) They are so (laughs) vicious. (laughs) That's so good. So funny. Take that, Canada. Anyway, okay. So yeah. Nice. Send us a picture of you holding a hockey stick. Um, Yep. Wearing a skirt made of maple leaves. Oh, okay. And uh, in front of a Tim Hortons. Because we need to get...
1: It better be snowing outside. Because, I mean, that's a dead giveaway.
0: Yeah, because otherwise that's going to be a Photoshop, right?
1: And somebody getting into a fight in the background, too. That's right. Probably over hockey.
0: Yeah. I've only been to Canada a handful of times. uh, But truly, they seem like lovely people. Um, Nah. Except for most of them. Nah.
1: Whoa! Ooh, shots
0: fired. I mean, when you elect Justin Blackface Trudeau as your prime minister, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You I don't know. Quebecois needs some help. Yeah.
1: No doubt, dude. All right. Um, let's see what I hit with the car this week. But We're going to roadkill. Let's
0: get into the roadkill.
1: Um, okay. For our article today, uh, this comes to us from UPI. Uh, and the headline reads "Leslie." Emo running loose through Massachusetts city lured with pear, um, Wait. crud. I was I got confused on the topic that we typically do here. It's the the stuff the left does wrong, not actual things we want to hit with our cars.
0: Hold on a second. I'll I'll go. To- <laughs> Did you say an an emo or an emu? Emu. Okay, because I emu. I wanted there to be a story about an emo running around. <laughs> and they just held on a pear. They just come here. They just come here. Emo. Panic at the disco. And (laughs) they keep posting about to write love on her arms. Um, Anyhow. Oh, yeah. I miss them.
1: I miss the emos. I miss the emos. Bring emos back. I I feel like
0: all the emos now are either, like, hippies or uh, hipsters. I feel like they all got funneled into that category.
1: What's the difference?
0: Well, the hippies are like, oh, I don't shave my armpits. And the hipsters are like... I have a $300 professional armpit hair trimmer. Fair enough. You hear me? Fair enough.
1: I do. I do hear you. Um, It's weird because like you would put both of those in like uh, the same categories like punk rock. Yeah, but they never got cool enough.
0: They never got there.
1: (laughs) Who? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. But I mean just like in that like countercultural movement. Right. Which is like, but hipsters are like. Very, very, very capitalistic, which is strange. So they—they
0: they are. Um, you know, I was actually yeah. having this conversation with with uh, someone this week, and we were talking about counterculture and and the some of the the wrappings of a counterculture, some of the okay. the um, aesthetic choices that a counterculture makes, and you know. Sure. It, well, what the kind of conclusion I got to is like being conservative is the new punk rock. Like we grew up in this yeah. milieu where we were seeing grunge die and we were seeing emo scenes on the rise and these like pop punk um, sensibilities uh, come out. We you right. know these girls with the like offspring. The, yeah, yeah. These girls with the, like the chopped hair with the huge bangs and the pierced lip and the you know and that right. looked Go like watch it a 90s was counterculture. Movie. Right? right, but there's right. truly nothing counterculture about it anymore. There's there like that look, that vibe, or like the the people that like to go back to the '60s and you know they've got dreads and a bone in their hair and they wear the big um you know elephant pants. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing about that that's actually counterculture anymore. It looks like counterculture sure. to us because of the aesthetics, but there's not. There's no. You'll never face discrimination in your workplace by saying i am voting for joe biden it won't happen
1: right and to be fair i actually faced a slight amount of discrimination in my workplace for coming to work properly dressed to be in a work environment every day that's right that's right we used to
0: we used to work together uh you absolutely like i was
1: known for looking like i cared about my appearance right um
0: cuz there was three types there. So, there was there was me cuz I'm in a category completely my own. And then there okay, was fair enough. there was the people that dressed like they were at work and then there was the people that dressed like they had no idea how to. And that was I don't know right.
1: 90 98%. Of right like the I wore a t-shirt today for uh, Metallica. Is that good? <laughs> and I'm like name
0: one Metallica song and they're like Enter Sound garden. Sand, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Emo's notwithstanding. Yeah. Emus, though.
1: This comes to us from the San Francisco Chronicle for our real roadkill uh, today. Um, so facing deep racial disparities, California unveils equity roadmap counties must follow to reopen. Take it away, Chris. How do you feel?
0: How do you feel about that An one? Equity roadmap. Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm not hearing any of the specifics. I'm assuming you've read this article.
1: So, yeah, essentially what the idea here is, um, California's has colors that they that they do for their reopening. Like, you're red, you got to stay home. It's orange, it's okay, you can go to the beach, whatever. Sounds super racist, but go ahead. Right, exactly. Very, very, very racist. Um, so what they've done is as the population gets to a certain percentage of infections right they lower the level and what they've done is not only does the county have to meet a certain population they have to ensure that the porous group within that county also meets that same number so for example if the entire group of people was at um Four percent infections, we could move from red to orange, right? Mm-hmm. But if the county next to us was at six percent, we couldn't move from red to orange. We'd have to wait until the disparaged communities got to the same place. Makes sense. Uh, what
0: can you even say about this kind of nonsense? Um, there's, there is, absolutely, reasons to be poor in America, and ninety-five mm-hmm. percent of them are the people that stare you back in the mirror. There's, There sure. are people yeah. that are legitimately beset, but there's so very few of them. In addition to that, the it's it's a chicken and egg situation which came first. Are you poor because you're irresponsible or are you irresponsible because you're poor? Um, right. you, know, you see greater levels of obesity in the poor community and people go, that's because Whole Foods is too expensive. No, it is not. There are a hundred ways to eat healthy on... A dollar a day. I'm not joking. Honestly, beans and right. rice are complete protein, and you can get right. your your micronutrients. Uh, there's even been some studies lately. I'm not a nutritionist, saying that there there's a questionable need to have alternative sources of micronutrients. So at any rate, it's just it's just not true. On top of that, to hold to hold companies hostage while these other communities, right? Uh, try and relieve themselves from infections. Look, I'm not saying that I'm happy that that the the virus affects people, dis- in dispari- disparaging ways or in right. disparate ways. It's not, it's not a good thing, but it is a reality. You know, I was reading a study mm-hmm. the other day that the coronavirus, uh, it it differentially affects black. Americans. And I was like, okay, but look at the comorbidities and the comorbidities. I mean, there's several comorbidities that you can map onto that group. They've got a higher rate of obesity and obesity is a comorbidity. Like, let's just be factual about this and actually start to make things better. Also, typically poor people are poor because they're not working. I mean, generally they need to go to work. And if you're gonna hold companies hostage because they, right. because people are poor and can't can't do whatever they need to do to take care of themselves, whether it be uh, purchase therapeutics or or uh, purchase healthier food, if you think that that's a legitimate argument, fine, whatever it is. But it doesn't matter what your answer to that question is. It's stupid to say, hey, you all providing all the jobs not until not until these impoverished right. communities are better literally the the reason that they are impoverished communities is because we have we don't have enough employment um it's just yeah, stupid, no stupid 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 california is a dumpster fire and i i wish that they would stop moving to other other states so that they would have to <laughs> live in the mess that they made i'm not joking i it is obscene for you to watch San Francisco and LA go down the drain mm-hmm. in one of the most beautiful climate-controlled uh, areas of the country. I say climate-controlled because I think it's the one place that uh, God installed AC. Uh, it's it's yeah, gorgeous, it is, no doubt. You've got miles of coastline, yeah. um, and you've ruined it. You've ruined it, and now mm. you're going to come and bring your policies to to Texas and. Um, tennessee and florida just i ha, i have no patience for them I, their right. policies now, are so inept
1: yeah no you you're you're making some sense here um I, yeah and i think to me you know this is i can understand the logic of behind hey we don't want to we want to make sure that everyone is getting to this point okay that makes sense you know like i can understand that but if the option is if the entire community is here and there's a chance for people to get their lives back together there's a chance for businesses to reopen there's a chance for uh us to move forward instead of stay stagnant which is really falling backwards which you did a good job of illustrating before you know you've got to do that you've got to let people get back to work if it's becoming less of a problem it's got to happen you know um are people at higher at higher risk in service industries? Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. Are those jobs ha- uh carried out by people who are poor? That's you know, that's true. Yeah, but also and typically
0: younger. Like Fair that yeah, matters. exactly. It, it,
1: it does matter a lot.
0: Our lockdown policies have been a catastrophe.
1: Um Yeah. They have been well, to it, the only thing you can say is to be fair, we've never ever done this before. You know, like and I think That's obviously not perfectly true, but we could say it happens so rarely that we don't have a lot of experience with it yet.
0: That's a fair Um, point. Totally fair. But here's what I'll say is a really evil thing to do. It's really evil to take a tragedy like this this pandemic and use it (sighs) subterfugiously to say, we won't let you resume your liberty. We won't let you enjoy the freedoms that america has to offer until we see equality of
1: outcomes uh some animals are more equal than others christopher i don't understand we could discuss this makes perfect sense we to could me.
0: discuss that for a long time but that's legitimately what what this this um policy says until we see right. equal outcomes nobody gets to enjoy their freedoms that's gross yeah. uh that's gross nancy
1: pelosi getting her hair did oink oink oink
0: yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, and she comes out and she says, <laughs> I hope that everyone can see Trump catching COVID is a lesson that we should all wear masks, except for you didn't while you put your head <laughs> in a cyclone you. jar spreading your old lady spittle <laughs> throughout the entire store, you hypocritical, disgusting bat. No, you know what? I'll take that back. I-, I was listening to Crowder, actually, and Crowder made a really good point on this. It's not hypocrisy. Everybody's, hypocr- hi- uh, everybody's hypocrite. Everybody has a sure. standard for themselves that they'd like to stand for, and uh they fall short of they their fail. own standard. that's hypocrisy yeah, 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 yeah. that's just lying. dishonesty is worse than hypocrisy it's It's rules for thee yeah. and not for me that uh, right she no, she enough. is a dishonest old bat, and if ever her right eye decides to rejoin the rest of her face, I hope that that would give her the clarity of vision to see what a disgusting uh, set of behavior she's engaged in
1: in this post-apocalyptic world we now live in uh with as far as politics goes where there are no more rights there are only wrongs left to us <laughs> right uh don't you want Nancy Pelosi on your side though i mean good god she is ruthless you know what i mean like if if like here's the deal when the world ends and we have to kill all the zombies you want her on your team because she give it get give, give, She's a little feeble, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. But she's gonna do anything to kill anybody. Look, you know, let's like go all the way. Keep her next to you. When the shits exactly right, are down, you, know?
0: you want to be at the Clinton's house. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly right. If you need a You're job safe done. There.
1: Um, Bill, is that what is Jeffrey Epstein doing here? Yeah,
0: we needed him later. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that Negan. Uh, survived yeah. so well and, and had control of so many people in The Walking Dead is because he was willing to, yeah. to take a bat to the face of anybody that dissented. Like when when stuff goes bad it's not terrible it's not terrible to have somebody with no moral dilemma <laughs> slowing them right, down. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow.
1: Negan's like Nancy is like Mr. Pence I need you to come over here for a minute. <laughs> sorry buddy. <laughs> really sorry about it Pence but This is you know. the end. You're not making it. You're not making it. All right. What's the show about today, man? Well, Do we even know?
0: Uh, in contravention to the first 25 minutes of the show, we're talking about being precise <laughs> in your speech today. Rule number 10 yeah. from the great yeah. Jordan B. Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life. And yeah. the reason that we wanted to discuss this today is because there has been a swath, a cavalcade, a... Menagerie of uh-huh. important a glass menagerie. No, terrible book. Oh, um, okay. I got I, good joke. I got though. a parent teacher conference <laughs> because I ad libbed during the reading of the Glass Menagerie in our our lit teacher's class. Um, yeah, I won't say well her, done, I won't sir. dox her by saying her name, but right there was the scene where the the invalid sick girl goes out to goes out to. Uh, Take a walk with her suitor. Suitor. And I changed it to be, uh, you know, I've been going to Opium Dims and hanging out by the docks with the sailors. And uh, anyway, <laughs> it, was really it was like, I, I don't know, it was like a probably a 90 second, a 90 second little roll. And everyone's laughing. The teacher is laughing.
1: Dying laughing. And then at the yeah. end of the
0: day, I'm, I've got a class, whatever demerit. Which means I had Classery. to go and explain myself. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, I have a, a special distaste for the glass menagerie, and, and I think that should be the rule. If you laugh, you're not allowed to give me a demerit. Um, but anyhow. that
1: should definitely be the rule, because then we should all just agree that you know we've we've transcended the rules of the classroom it, it, at this point. Right?
0: It was a joke. We all laughed. Nobody got. Right. Nobody's gonna die. Um, right. But but there's been a. a, a typical menagerie a menagerie of nondescript material value that mm-hmm. uh, of our politicians engaging in very imprecise speech and bites them in a very real way and mm-hmm. i think this is one of my favorite i actually have a poster behind me on the wall A uh, jordan uh, a poster of Jordan Peterson's rule number 10 with the very cool Rene Magritte son of man artwork on it that he signed right. for me, um, which was very kind of him. And I, I love this. I-, I keep it on my wall. I love this rule because it is, it's one of those rules that deals with not how to stop yourself from being bad, but how to be good. And I think Yes, I think that that is. That's the other half of morality that we like to forget about.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always say the Ten Commandments are really good at like explaining you on who not to be, but the rest of the Bible is explaining to you like who to be, right? Because it's way more complicated,
0: you know. Yes. Um, So and and a lot of anyway, uh, love that. A lot of my friends, like a, a lot of my friends, that maybe are like younger Christians or something like that. Uh, Or people Uh that are exploring the faith, they're like, um, "Well, it seems like the Bible is just a list of rules, you know, a list of things not to do." And I'm like, "Right, you know." Or, or the younger Christians would be like, "Well, I'm not doing any of the bad things." I'm like, "You're missing the game, then, because you're missing the entire book." Yeah, it's not a challenge to be to get to zero. You're not trying to get from negative a thousand. Back to zero. You're trying to see how right. high you can climb the mountain, and being precise in your speech is one of those areas where uh, you can you can be imprecise and not do anything immoral. Mm-hmm. But if you truly want to be a positive benefit, a boon to the people around you, uh, being precise in your speech is a necessity. So I'm excited to talk yeah. about it today.
1: Me too. I think maybe one of the and you you can. Let me know what you think. I think it might be a good idea to show like. At first, let's just give the devil his due. What are the benefits to not being precise in your speech? Why do we see our politicians actually performing these strategies? Um, And I really feel like there's no better place to look for an example of that than how Biden's been treating the question uh, if he will pack the Supreme Court. Um, What do you think about that?
0: Well, it, it's, it enables you to be dishonest, right? And, and on its worst day, it lets you be dishonest. Sure. Because, you know, no one likes being caught in an open lie.
1: Right, right, right. You Well, I didn't say that. I said this. And it's like, well, the difference between those two things is misunderstandable enough to see why people would have thought you lied. Right.
0: So it gives you... Yeah. And it also... It, to add on to that, maybe the f- the conclusion of that thought process is, it lets you set up a system where you never take responsibility.
1: Correct. Because yeah.
0: if you can play both sides of the field until the very last minute, until it's obvious what choice was the correct choice, and you right. you've been vanilla enough up till then that you can flop onto the correct flip, then right. you you always get to say that you had the benefit of history on your side except right. for you never were a leader you never led people to that goal and right. so so at its worst it enables you to be a horrible dishonest liar in the middle ground it it means that you'll never be the kind of person that can that can make things better
1: well and this is like something that's you can see why that would be beneficial as a politician. Oh yeah. And like more, even more so than that, you could see why it would be better to be that as a politician in a democratic Republic. Right. If, if the go, if the game is all the people have to think that I am a good leader, then you never want to like put your hand, you never want to strike anything. Right. You know, you always want to be waiting to find out where everybody is. Right, which makes a ton of sense. This is another thing that like Alex de Tocqueville talks about when he talks about the presidents in America and the people who go into politics as America. He says all the worst men in America go into politics, and all the smart men go into business. And you have to kind of scratch your head and go, "Well, why?" Well, because when he was observing us back in the eighteen thirties, he was seeing it, you know, as close to how the founders would have thought about it as possible. And he has this like idea that the people who went into American politics were people that you told to do something right. Mm -hmm. It was do what we say. And so what he was saying essentially by that is the people who can only do what they're told to do, go into politics, the people with the ideas, the people with the vision, those ones go into business or entrepreneurship. Right. Right. And so even at the beginning of our country, this has kind of been the case, which is kind of an interesting thing to know. I would say, probably more expressed at this point. But anyway, go ahead. So
0: buddy. let's, I, I, I love what you're saying. I think we should jump into this topic sure. on on this one issue. Um, okay. Because there's a moment in the debates, which if yeah. you watch the debates, I, I'm We're sorry. sorry. I ended up... That was almost roadkill this week. <laughs> it deserves it. I ended up watching them yeah. twice and then reading some of the transcripts uh, right. to...
1: I watched them four times and I read the transcripts twice and once in Chinese. You are such I'm a liar, better. Hunter. You know yeah, that yeah, that I'm was a simplified
0: liar. Korean. Um, That's true. <laughs> anyhow, uh, two, two questions that can elucidate mm-hmm. this point. And then let's go into yeah. some other examples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ask Biden a question about Antifa and will you disavow the violence by Antifa? And let's be very clear. There is effectively no right-wing violence happening in the country right now. Especially not relative to the left-wing violence. People like to say Patriot Prayer was in Portland. They were in Portland for one night and a member of Antifa ended up killing a member of Patriot Prayer. Not the other way around. Correct. Portland's been on fire and Seattle's been on fire for months. Months. So don't talk to me about left-wing versus right-wing violence. Right now, left-wing violence is on the rise. It's taking place in our major cities. This was predicted, by the way, by people that track domestic terrorist movements. They were Mm -hmm. saying several years ago that they were worried about the rise of left-wing violence. And there has been little to no right-wing violence. Now, that message is so incompatible with the left that you'll see these unreasonable pundits on our mainstream media platforms saying things like this is a false flag operation by white
1: nationalists or the mm-hmm. proud boys or whatever it is. Um, all, they'll say all, that these are like people invading the riots or the protests essentially like right wing, uh, instigators in the peaceful protests. Yeah. I think that's the point you're getting to yet. Right?
0: And, and if you actually believe that, Alex Jones has a bridge in Brooklyn that he'd like to talk to you. He'd like to talk dollars. Uh, That's such a conspiracy theory, especially when you have mainstream politicians coming out and just saying they're not welcome at the supermarket. They're not welcome at the store. Um, Run them out of town. Let them know that they don't have a place here. You have Kamala Harris and several members of Biden's campaign bailing these people out of jail. What, are, you're bailing right, the violent exactly. people out of jail. So pick a lane. Are they? Are you bailing out white nationalists? And if so, why do? You, why haven't you already lost the election? And right. And or are you bailing out ideological fellow travelers who you're enabling to burn down America's beautiful cities? So mm. it, it's just dishonesty. The violence is on the left wing. This message is incompatible. You ask Joe Biden, will you disavow? Antifa and the violence at the debate and his answer is Antifa is not an organization. It's an idea This is so inaccurate. It doesn't even bear fact-checking. There are sections of Antifa like Rose City Antifa that receives tasks breaks. They take donations. They have leadership They have resources and channels of communication. It's such a lie it is such a lie. And actually right. Antifa Antifa has been around since the nineteen twenties in Germany. Um mm-hmm. th- th- to say this isn't an organization is one of the most dishonest they things. They wore you red can shirts. Say. Okay. But why why are we talking about why are we talking about this other question more than that question? You ask Trump, will you disavow white nationalists? And he says, sure. I'm happy to do that, but immediately pivots to all the violence that I'm seeing is on the left wing. Look, right. based on the transcripts, I agree with Trump's answer. And the question wasn't a good one. The question was dishonest. The question equated militia groups and the Proud Boys with white nationalists. Now, mm-hmm. I don't have to be a fan of militia groups or the Proud Boys to say that they're not white nationalists, Right? Yeah, but
1: they, they it seems like Patriot Prayer is definitely not a white nationalist group. And it seems like the Proud Boys are like, meh. Like, the, they're officially not a
0: white nationalist group. The Proud Boys group. have had trouble with kicking the white nationalists out of their groups. Although I think they've been successful. Yes. Currently, the leader okay. of the Proud Boys is Latino. Um, weird look if you're sure. a white nationalist group.
1: Sure, sure, sure. But, yeah,
0: But... And I think that the the Proud Boys are paramilitary. I don't think, I don't, I they were a reaction to, Antifa and later uh, BLM in Portland. And I, yeah. I, I don't think that makes them good. I don't think. I think no. Gavin McGinnis is an interesting character because he he talks about culture from the conservative perspective like nobody else does. Whereas the left only talks about culture. He talks about culture on the from the right and he says some things that are that sound bizarre and are actually true and he says some things that i don't think are good at all and his Mm -hmm. his lust for violence although transactionally reasonable because it's fair to meet violence with violence it's not useful and i don't agree with it at all no so no i i unless you unless you make up your mind like this is the hill i die on unless you're ready to stake the democracy on it then violence is not your option so agreed yeah so at any rate trump gets asked the question will you disavow white nationalists and then biden threw in the the uh, proud boys that proud don't belong boys. there chris wallace threw in militia groups that don't belong there and that's true trump says sure i'm happy to And then Wallace decides to ignore that and asks him again, and then he pivots. continues. Why are we talking about that answer as opposed to Biden's answer? One of them I agree with completely. On a moral level, Trump didn't say anything that was morally wrong. His point was completely morally correct. However, his communication was horrible, and there's no reason— to not hit the pause button and say, look, racism is disgusting. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it offends me uh, because there's people that I love of every stripe, of every color, of every creed. There's people that matter to me. And that right. kind of ignorance has no place in America. And any group that's promoting, uh, and I don't mean can be read in. I mean any group that's actually promoting a white nationalist agenda, they should be completely holistically condemned and I disavow them. I I I don't want them to go vote for me. I don't want them in my tent. Now that being said, look you can say all that and then pivot and say, why are we talking about this? Seattle's been on fire for a hundred nights and you're asking me about right wing violence, point to the right wing violence. And they're gonna say Charlottesville and we'll say fine, there's one day, one day Years ago. And what do you have since then? Right. Right. There's a right. way to there's a way to do this correctly. But mm. Trump, the reason that we're talking about him is partially because the media holds him to an unreasonable standard and they hate his guts. But the other the the reason <laughs> the reason that the truth can look so odious to people is because it is it was administered without precision.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, that's that's 100% right. Um, you can there's like another world where whoever gets asked that question on the debate stage does like turns, looks to the camera and says, "American people, I completely disavow white supremacy. I've done it 500 times. Every time the media has asked me to, I've got no problem doing it. I enjoy doing it because I hate those ideas mm-hmm. so much, and." they keep asking me because they want to paint me into this corner, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you go march down the line and you're fine. And you come out of that. You actually come out of that where Biden doesn't get away with his imprecise mark about the thought versus the organization earlier about Antifa. Right. Right. And that's such a good politician line. Like, and I mean that not from an, I mean that admirably in the sense that I think that's so twisted and wrong to basically say like, well, I didn't know that there was an organization, right? Right. But Antifa is also an idea, right? It is. There is something behind the idea to be anti-fascist. Now, I have a higher. standard. no, no, no. no you could. Sh- <laughs> I have a higher standard too, but what I'm saying is, if you don't, let's let's say this is your goal as a politician. I don't want to condemn Antifa because there's a large group. There's a base within my party. That supports them and likes them. So my goal tonight is not to say anything explicitly negative about them. Check. You did it. Now, is it good? Does it move the country in a good direction? Is it are you paying the devil today? And you're gonna have to get, you know, the that deal is gonna come back later? Yeah, absolutely. Um and you have to think about what that does too, just for us as a country, right? Uh, if we're willing to allow our politicians to lie to us, what else are we willing to allow them to lie to us about? Because it will be something that we don't want to be lied to on, right? And right. Who knows what that is? Um, uh, well, we have no idea.
0: And, and the you can pet the head of the dragon today, but like you said, the the idea that you're not going to be the first one that the revolutionaries come for is yet to be seen.
1: I thought we said we weren't talk about the boogaloo on this podcast.
0: Well, we're not going to talk about the boogaloo very much. Um, okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's another, uh, that's another, we could, we could talk forever about how things start out and get twisted. As, and then people aren't, aren't, uh, adept in defending, defending their speech, you know, right. Um, it was civil right. war II electric boogaloo. That's how it started. Um, had nothing to do with no the race, but at any rate, uh, there you're you're totally right trump could have trump could have painted joe in a corner and instead of just sitting there right. and barking the same questions again and talking about hunter biden which i think he should do i think joe should be forced to answer questions about hunter biden he said that there's no yep. evidence for that 3.5 million
1: dollar transfer for the wife of the mayor of moscow and that's not true we have the receipts on this one another Another good direction that Biden did there is when he was talking about his son who worked in the military and all that. He just shifted by saying, "My son," he never he never said which son, and he just said, "My son, my son, my son." So it sounds like he's addressing the same son, but he's not. I mean, it's brilliant politics, brilliant debating terrible for our country, terrible for truth, terrible for us to like have an accurate view of who these people are. Keep going. I'm sorry.
0: But, and here's the thing. This is, this is how we started the topic, right? Like being precise in your speech, Trump didn't do anything morally wrong in that answer. Right. Nothing morally wrong. He said, yes, I will disavow um, white nationalists, white supremacists. And then he pivoted to an issue that does matter, which is left wing violence right but he didn't make anything better he didn't add good back into the system he he was so imprecise he was a rock and not a scalpel that he couldn't discreetly carve joe biden into the corner where he needed to be honest or be shown for a fraud and that's that's why it matters the 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 true debt in the account of a human being isn't a calculation of all the bad that they've done. It's a calculation Mm -hmm. of all the good that they didn't do. And Trump had a real chance to do some good on that debate stage. He had a a chance to let the truth flourish, and he failed. He failed. Mm -hmm. Um, My basic take on the debate is that Trump was... uh, emotionally and charismatically unpalatable. And mm-hmm. Biden yeah. lied yeah, almost exactly. every time he opened his mouth.
1: Trump or said something what? Or said something like like truly evil. Yeah.
0: Yeah, truly. Right. Um Trump Trump had maybe one or two fibs. Uh, like he said, he didn't say something that he might have said jokingly, but he actually did say it, you know. But mm-hmm. but you could equate that to he was responding to the gravity with which people were hanging on to his words, like the injecting bleach thing, the injecting bleach thing. Right. He's making a joke with the doctor, and everyone's like, "Trump wants you to inject bleach," and now my husband's dead because I gave him fish right. tank cleaner. That right. that kind, of, which is dishonest as well. Uh, so he you could color a couple things he said that way, but Joe Biden I mean um, literally almost every time he opened his mouth he told a lie he yeah. lied about Hunter Biden we have the receipts he lied about he lied about uh the green New Deal I mean he he's told two different stories on the Green New Deal on stage. I love it it will yeah, pay for itself. there's absolutely right. no evidence of that and right. then in addition to it, I don't support it um he he foot flopped on every I issue. I think he
1: was I think he was and I think I know the what the, the word game there was is Joe Biden has a Green New Deal that he's called the Green New Deal. And there's the Green New Deal that is you know, Ocasio Cortez AOC's um version of it, right? And so I think like once again, hats off to you man. Good politicking. But at the same time now nobody knows what you're talking about. Right. Right? Nobody has any clue what that means. That is nonsense. That's garbage. It's you know, and and, and uh, if you're expecting people not to pay attention and to be stupid, guess what? It works, buddy. Works every time. Well and we so talked about it's this a matter of, we
0: talked about this when we talked about Antifa and BLM. Like literally the purpose mm-hmm. of the names of those organizations is to be imprecise right. in your speech. It's right, to conflate exactly, a movement with a, a unassailably obvious idea. Right, right. It's good, man. Let's talk about. Let's shift gears a little bit, and then maybe we can we can find where this train comes into station. But you know, there's. We talked a little bit about the debate. We could talk forever about the debate. I mean, it was such a cluster. We could analyze how it's going to affect the politicians. Now, I mean, talk about this. Trump has, I think, done a fairly good job at the coronavirus response. He shut down travel from China, when everyone else was saying that was racist and xenophobic, he saved legitimately we don't know how many lives. I mean, that was a very wise thing to do. No doubt. On top of that, you have all the Democratic governors coming out and saying, you know, Cuomo Newsom saying that he gave them everything they could have wanted, that he was very responsive. They're on tape. So I think he did a pretty good job. But his personal speech about it has been very spotty. Do you wear the mask? Do you not wear the mask? Is it a big deal? Is it a not big deal? Am I gonna go sit down on an interview for seven years with somebody who's not my friend and tell him that I intentionally downplayed it? You know, his he has not been precise right. in his message. And No, no doubt. Now now look what it's got him. Now he's caught the disease and he's having to eat each and every one of those words. So while he sure. did a very good job, in my estimation, of actually protecting people against the disease, I, I think that's hard to argue based on the facts. While he did a very good job there and did a great job, an a, a unassailably great job at, at bringing the economy back once the disease had run, its, run the worst part of its course, now... We have to deal with the fact that that legacy of action is tainted by the lack of specificity in the words that he used to explain it,
1: which is right. it's no terrible.
0: Doubt. That just yeah. it, it it's it takes good things and makes them bad when you when you can't clearly elucidate the plan and and speak with intention. Because yeah. that's what a leader yeah. needs to do in a lot of ways. The leader not only needs to go to the correct destination, but he needs to communicate his decision-making so that others are willing to follow.
1: Right. It's it's like if I am going to instruct a group of people on how we're going to accomplish some task, right? I can give a really rising speech. I can give... I can imitate my voice at all the right moments. I can gesticulate appropriately. I can do all the trappings of like someone who knows how to give a speech and, and explain something to people. But if the end, my words don't actually line up with reality, then I'm an incompetent leader, mm-hmm. right? We, we have the language to describe that. Um, it's ma- It matters that, you know, everything there is square the opposite, the same of that is true from the other way. If you actually know what is correct, you need leaders and v- vision casters to give that to people. You know, sure. it's there's a re- there's a reason why like leaders surround them with like knowledgeable advisors, right? Is because they know the people who know. You know what I mean? And they they are like, yeah, I can't know everything. That's why I'm a good leader. I you know I can't know how. All these things work. I've got a good direction on what we need to do as a community and what are the goals of that community. And I've got that handled really well. But, man, I don't know how all this stuff works. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. Let's go. And then taking that message and, and like, getting it to people is, is necessary and it needs to be done um, accurately. I think this, to me, ever since – there's been nothing in the Trump presidency that I think is necessarily, like, been bad – what you could say is trump is really really sure and i think it's it, he's done plenty of gaffes and stupid things and but as far as what we got for the first 3 years everything was relatively fine in my opinion you know um and that's kind of become more and more clear especially with everything that's come out with the steel dossier and sure. as that continues to just be shown as like you know just a pile of trash essentially so- that people knew about in the fbi we can leave that to the side at the moment but the point being is what really convinced me that Trump was the, was a terrible choice for the Republican party besides all the other stuff. Right. Is that you cannot trust the man in a crisis. Right. And as president, you have to be someone who can handle crises. What do I mean by that? He doesn't have the ability to lead in them. Right. Right. You don't know if he, you don't know if what he's telling you is true and that means you're not a leader. You know, and so I I think what we've seen ever since the coronavirus began in our country is that is that glaringly is that glaring problem. Um what you could say is almost in like the the Trump impervious armor. You know, he can have a porn star come out and talk about his genitalia. Guess what? It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. He's his own worst enemy, obviously.
0: Absolutely. I think I think that one point i'd like to make is that i i trust trump in a crisis i trust trump's policy in a crisis but sure. the reason the reason i do is because i've learned not to listen to his reasoning but that leaves people behind that's yeah. not a good thing
1: yeah you know what i'm saying yes. um yes
0: so i i, I agree with you I, I i think he was a bad choice um there's a lot of there's a lot of people i know that would be a better torchbearer for the message that he's... Tra- no, that wasn't a dog whistle. Media Matters won't leave me alone, Hunter. They've infected my brain. <laughs> the, uh, they, would, they would carry the message more accurately and more correctly and bring more people into the fold and not associate these ideas with the type of inaccuracies that his the things he says is impinging on the things that he does. You know, I... I, mm. I like what Trump did with coronavirus. I don't like what he said. And that's, it's really unfortunate because how much long-term da- damage does that do? Hard to say. So Hard to say. I, I think this is a great place to leave it because Hunter, there was something that you said that was super important. And it revolves around the the disparity between what a leader is supposed to do and what we're seeing our leadership do now. Because you could take this in a bunch of different ways, right? You could take Mm. this lack of specificity and talk about um, the the Senate confirmation hearings and Lindsey Graham literally saying, it's an election year, we're not going to talk about Merrick Garland, you can use my words against me. Well, here we go. That was not the right argument. The right argument there was we have no congressional constitutional reason to confirm Merrick Garland. And so we won't. Right. We choose
1: to wait. Yes, exactly. And that's
0: the only argument that you need. But because you weren't precise with your speech, now we're paying for that later. And it's not that you did anything that I think is immoral, but you did not add good. You didn't add back in a positive thing into the world. And mm. that's that's mm. an issue. But here's the common thread that kind of runs through these different instances. You can you can lie. You can be dishonest and that's immoral. Joe Biden was absolutely immoral on the debate stage. Trump although he didn't do anything immoral, he didn't do a he didn't do any good. The vast majority of the time and you owe that good to society, You owe, not to society, to the world, to to reality. You owe it to the human condition, Beam. and you owe it to the, the position that we find ourselves in to do as much good as you possibly can. The reason that it's important to be precise in your speech is to add good, and the way that you are precise in your speech is to make your speech line up with reality. You know, we've talked about this a lot, in a lot of different ways. But there is, there is a truth, an undercurrent, running under um, our world and our experience. And you can connect to that truth at different points. To, to acknowledge that truth is to engage in meaning. And to deny that truth is to engage in nihilism. And remember, mm. when we talk about meaning and nihilism, nihilism is nothing matters, and meaning is everything matters. Literally, everything matters. And we talk—we've talked before about why okay. it's obvious that some people wouldn't want to engage in meaning because it's such a—it's such a heavy responsibility Burdensome. to bear, right? Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It matters. Words are little tools. They're little tools that take incredibly complex concepts and carve them out from the. The chaos of reality, you know, and I can right. describe Oak picture frame and I've come, I've, I've, I've given you so much information in such a short amount of time that it, it's kind of incredible if you take a step back and think, what, right. what are these hairless apes doing? You know, I, I I've, <laughs> it's so efficient. There's such powerful tools mm. and it's not enough to not lie. It's not sufficient. It, it's good, but it's not sufficient. You have to right. take these tools and you have to accurately, you have to use them to accurately describe the universe mm. as it exists. Because that's what will yeah. move the needle. That's what would make things better. That's what would have made the debate the other night go from a complete catastrophe to a resounding right. unifying victory, would be. S- having someone on stage with the ability to take that scalpel and carve exactly in accordance with the reality of the universe as such. And it's tough. It's tough to say that each word that you choose matters, but it does because we don't live in a world that's, that's ruled by nihilism. We live in a world that's fueled by the possibility for meaning. And so it matters that you enable yourself to choose specifically what you say, and to right. make it line up with the the reality of nature and make it line up with the reality of the human condition, the reality of the souls of your listenership. And then you can start to effectively lead, just like you were saying. He's not a leader. And yeah. it's unfortunate that that he's not a leader. You know, one of the best things that I think Trump has said, a time when we saw him lead. Don't you say smart to me. Don't you say smart. Um, is when he said, when
1: he said, yeah, they're ahead. coming
0: after me because they hate you.
1: Right, 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 right. He, he hit the nail on the head. He's a hammer in search of a nail yeah. and he found it. Chris, I love that. The thing I love so much about that, too, is, you know, this is not a decision that you wake up and make one day. You know what? Gosh, dang it. I'm going to start being precise in my good, speech. I, good. And I think you did such a good job of, like, showing how difficult it is. Like, this is something I decided to do, you know, a long time ago. Because I rambled so much
0: while I was trying to make that point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had time. (laughs) Uh, And so I needed to do something. And still, to this day, like, I'll say something and I'll go, you didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, gosh, dang it. And I know how dangerous it is. Like, I know... I'm fully cognizant of of what I'm juggling with there, you know, of who I could be letting down, how that could affect my work, how it could affect my marriage. And it's like, I've got to cut that out. And maybe it's not in that instant that it's happening, but it's like, if I let that part of me that is willing to not say what is exactly right, have its way with me, I don't know where I'll go. Mm. You know, I don't know where that will end up and I'm not going to give it an inch today. And, More importantly than that, like you were saying, I'm gonna put the emphasis on myself to put that good into the world today because I don't know what evil could happen because I don't put the good in, you know. And that's what I think it means to pay, pay for uh, meaning, pay for being, pay for reality. The sacrifice—it's all in that idea. Sacrifice you have to make. Yeah,
0: I I love that you said that. It's not—it's not a decision that you make. It's work. It's work. And you know what? At times, it's denial at times it is just sacrifice. Yeah. Like, you know what? I want to say this thing that I almost mean, but don't we'll make it better. I, I've for gotten me. in trouble with this very recently, actually. But nice. But I'm going to say the thing that I can defend. Right. Because it's true enough and it's going to have catastrophic effect. And I want to have catastrophic effect right now, but I don't really mean it. Right. You know, and right. yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's takes a lot of work to not only an, a, a, add to your repertoire until you can engage like that in every right. conversation because everything matters. but secondly, it takes a lot of work to pay close enough attention to the things that you say that you you'll notice it when you slip.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, you're right. And I I'm just to put the positive note on this, it's totally worth yeah. it. Like the few instances where I do manage to get everything right and line it up, like, I do see people's lives getting better. I do see my life getting better. And it's because it's it's just this simple. If you know, it's how much does this apple cost? Well, it's two dollars and nineteen cents. Guess what? I know if I can purchase an apple for two dollars and nineteen cents. And I'm not trying to say like Yes, that's at the base level. And yes, I do things that are above that level. You know, obviously everyone does. But my point is, you know, it matters if it's right then. It matters if it's right in the big things. It matters in all of them. And, like, you can do it. You just have to make a decision not to be weak. You know? And you have to make a decision not to be a liar. And you have to make a decision that you are a liar right Right. now. You have to take responsibility. You you have to agree to all of that. Yeah, You know what? Man, that's good. I I feel
0: like... I love that you remind people that it's worth it. I'm such the doomsdayer. You know what? I've I loved our last episode with the Boys from Reclaiming Reality so much, and uh, actually, I think we're gonna go record them tomorrow as of recording this. That's right. But I've yep. been on a high all week because we took a complex issue and I feel like said precisely what we wanted to say. and I felt like it lined up and it's true i i've been i've been beaming ear to ear about that episode since we recorded it um mm. why why would i shortchange myself from putting the work and you know that that episode took probably more work than any other episode that we've done most likely um why mm. why mm-hmm. would we shortchange ourselves from being able to not only align our souls with the universe and the reality of the universe as such but also Effectively guide other people there. There might not be a better feeling in the entire world, and yeah, and we're not we're not special. Anybody can do that.
1: No, 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 no. It's worth yeah, doing. Yeah,
0: and yeah. when we're when we're surrounded by a milieu of uh, politics and politicians that refuse to do that, often refi- that choose to be dishonest. But on top of that, even when they're not choosing to be dishonest, won't put in the effort. To be precise in their speech, you can see the chaos that 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 can bring and how much good they're leaving mm. on the table. So, anyhow. Uh, don't you say smart to me. I uh, I would never say smart to you, Hunter. Thank you. That's what, gonna a be my so <laughs> what, what a dumb argument. So dumb. What a dumb What argument. a dumb thing to say. Oh,
1: God. We got emails. We got two emails. Let's
0: handle the emails I've got I've All got right. one from um, a friend of the show Amanda pulled up
1: okay let's take her first okay.
0: it says hey guys I just started listening to you guys and love the show well thank you so much Amanda it warms my heart thank you so much Amanda here's a her question what do you think about the Brianna Taylor ruling the police weren't charged and shouldn't have been however now Louisville is a shit show. Keep up the good work, Amanda. Uh, couldn't agree okay. more. Louisville is a, a huge a huge issue. You know we we did a bunch of before or after the. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Boom! <laughs> it was bad before, but now it's worse. Um, okay, fair. I mean, enough. at the end of the day, you're still in Kentucky, right? So yeah, yeah. That's rough. anyhow. I I. Th-
1: they're gonna find out where we live by all the states we put down. <laughs> they're gonna figure they're gonna it
0: triangulate. out Triangulate. um yeah, I think that I think that uh absolutely the officers shouldn't have been charged let's Let's just dive into it a little bit because when yeah, when I think it's this worth it. when this issue first crossed our desk, my statement on it was. If any of these recent killings look like police brutality, it is this one. It's this one. And uh, I stand by that because it did look bad. Now, we also have learned a lot of details in the interim about the case. So let me go over some of those details because it matters. And... You won't hear it on the mainstream media, but that's why you listen to Carl Uh Right. Brianna Taylor's name was on the warrant. This was not a warrant for the actions of somebody else. She, her name was on the warrant. And the reasons are she was sending and receiving packages from nefarious characters, including her ex-boyfriend, at her apartment. There was some people that were connected coming and going. And also, she was on some recorded phone conversations, ostensibly discussing the sending and receiving of packages. So mm-hmm. to say that she was a completely innocent bystander seems untrue at this point. That's right.
1: Th- she was going to jail. That that's
0: night. an important fact. Well, mm-hmm. well, maybe not, because it turns out they didn't find anything in her apartment. Um, oh, so, okay. so no maybe mind. not. But they definitely had probable cause. Okay. The warrant was, it was originally a no-knock warrant. While the police were in transit to her location, they received an order to knock. So they basically knocked. rescinded yep. the no-knock order and said, serve the warrant, but make your presence known. The Correct. police, by all accounts, did that. They certainly knocked because, here's another fact that we learned in the case. Brianna Taylor was not asleep in her bed when she died. She was in the hallway standing behind her boyfriend, her current boyfriend, who opened fire on the police. Correct. Maybe he thought he was defending his house. First before they fired. His testimony says, right, correct. His testimony said that he heard the knock at the door, but didn't hear the, this is the police part. And then as the door started breaking down, he started firing, thinking he was defending himself. That's plausible. Correct. To me, at least. It is plausible. Um. Is it, is it plausible that he woke up and heard the knock and didn't hear that this is the police? I don't have that kind of information. I don't know how reasonable that is, but it's certainly plausible, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some more things that we know. Grand uh, The grand jury process is a important process in our legal system. When And it depends on county to county who charges. Um, but the grand jury is usually used in high profile or contentious cases to make sure that right. We're getting not not the convictions, but the charges that we want as the, a jury of the people. And so, what happens is the prosecutorial team makes their case in front of a a jury um, comprised of the local constituents, and the judge instructs the jury to decide whether or not the evidence presented is uh, is sufficient. Not to convict, but just to charge. And so there's not a right. defense proceeding. There's not cross examination. There's only the prosecutorial evidence. So what we know is that the prosecutor went through the warrant. He went through the facts of the case. He most likely called witnesses. Um, we, we don't know exactly because grand juries are also sealed. They're, they're kept right. private so that if somebody's not going to be charged, we don't make their entire life public. That's not the government's place. Right. But you had Correct. better believe in a high-profile case like this that the prosecutor did his due diligence. We have no reason to su- suspect mm. that he didn't because they did end up charging the officers. They ended up charging the officers with a, unrelated to the death of Breonna Taylor, a a reckless endangerment Careless charge, discharge. effectively. Reckless endangerment. I, That's not actually what okay. it, it was. Wanton endangerment or something like that. Um, okay. Because... Uh, an uh, officer blind-fired and hit the wall of an adjoining building or an adjoining apartment, effectively. Uh, no one was injured right. from that, apparently, but it was reckless as deemed by the grand jury. So that will go to court. Sure. There's, we have no reason to expect that in a high-profile case like this, they didn't do their due diligence, and they did not find them guilty. Right. Also, the officers were right. acting in self-defense, we learned. We did learn that her boyfriend right. shot first, and they were serving a lawful warrant. So they were there. They were supposed to be there. They were supposed to break the door down. They had the legal authority to do all of those actions. And then they got fired upon. And then they had the legal authority to fire back. And, you know, I I have a visceral reaction to this. Because if there was a a no-knock warrant, which, of course, not what happened here, but it's what we thought happened here. If there was a no-knock warrant, all of a sudden my door breaks down. Was getting beat down, yeah. I'm probably pulling a trigger. I mean, I'm... I, right. I can see four triggers within within my arm's reach at the moment. Like, I'm probably... Nerfs. uh, Yeah, Hunter. Just all, all Nerf and Airsoft.
1: Nerfs. Yeah. Nerf doesn't count, but, you I, know, besides I'm that. I'm
0: probably slinging some lead, and so I have a visceral reaction to that. But here's the other thing. I don't break the law. Breonna Taylor right. was, by all available law. evidence, allegedly assisting with with... A a drug distribution operation. So it changes the math.
1: But yeah, I think the thing here is everything Christopher said is exactly right. And the standard rule that you need to apply to this and every other incident you hear in the news is wait for all the evidence. That's it. Because it's you are not investigating this. You are going to your job. You are listening to a audio pot. You're listening to a podcast. You're listening to a. Um, you're reading an article. You're watching the news. You don't have a clue. You don't have a clue, and most of the people who are working on it at that point, they don't have a clue. Great. Just let it all come out, and then when it's all out there, then you can be outraged. You can be. Uh, you can understand the logic of what happened. You know, you can have whatever emotional reaction is appropriate at that point.
0: Well, and but I, I'll, I'll buffer that just a little bit. I think it's fine to have an emotional reaction at fr- at first. I think it's fine to be sad sure. that this happened.
1: I don't think you should act on it. I think that's probably it's exactly where I'm going. There.
0: Don't, okay, don't cool. act yeah. like you know what happened. Don't act like you understand right. the facts of the case. The truth of the matter is that this case has nothing to do with racism. It has nothing to do with black lives and whether or not they matter or not. This was
1: Well, that wall was beige.
0: Well, in that case, Hunter, I'm joining Antifa and I'm moving to Seattle. <laughs> I'm gonna see if we can find a way to That's weaponize right. coffee. Um Yeah. <laughs> it, anyhow, it, it literally had nothing to that do with racism. It had everything Anything. to do with law yeah. and order. And uh, and let's let's go to the second part of Amanda's question here uh, or or her second assertion is that Louisville is a mess now bad this that is because people did people did not wait for the facts of the case yes the reason that that happened yes. is because people saw a situation that they could be uncritical about just confirm their priors and go to town and now we have some officers that are wounded lots of officers that are wounded actually and and several yep. specifically shot. Um, it's it's just distressing, uh, yeah. a, and th- you have to you have to be judicious. And at this point, now that the grand jury has decided not to convict, they're innocent. Period. End of discussion. Correct. End of discussion. They are not responsible for the death of Breonna Taylor. And if you want to challenge that assertion, do so with evidence. Not with feelings.
1: Yeah. That's fair enough. So our second email comes from uh our most uh often guest I said that wrong. Whatever. Try to be try and no 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 speech when you read emails. What I said was precise. It just was bad grammar. You knew what I meant. You just were like, Why is an idiot talking to me? So, <laughs> no, that was precise. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, but it comes from Ben Paul, uh, our most frequent guest and our most frequent emailer. Uh, let me read his email to you guys. Uh, I know a minuscule amount of people my age, 20s-ish, showing any sort of excitement for either political candidate. Again, we all love to complain about the state of things, but how do we effectuate change so that we stop ending up with the two lackluster candidates? Um, this is not to put like a sh- that's a really great mm-hmm. question and it, this is not to put a simple answer to a really great question but it starts with a lot of what we talked on yeah. the show you know it's it's straight up start saying accurate things or start saying precise things start saying truthful things say that to as many people as you can and don't be weak don't, don't and be weak. see where that goes uh, you know and i think that's where we started I, I would
0: say that not only is did we go over a bunch of the answer to that question in this show, but in a lot of ways this show is part of the answer to that question. Not that not I that, that Carl Pooling so is the the no, guiding we are. light. Well yeah, I mean eventually we will dominate the world. Eventually we are. But, but what I yeah, mean yeah, is yeah. that Thank you. Thank you, you know Let's let's not put too fine a point on it. Not you, because you're in a little bit of a special situation, Hunter, but I'm pretty sure that if if people that I work with listen to this show, I would not have a job anymore. Uh, I'm fairly confident sure. based on some of the subject matter that we've gone over and the way that we've treated it. Um, but you know what? It's true. And we're, we're about to cross 700 daily subscribers. And I know Woo. that a bunch of those people are people that I work with. Already I know that. Right. Um, you know what? So be it, so be it. The, the, what part of being precise with your speech isn't just saying the right thing when you choose to say it. It's saying the right thing when it needs to be said. And you know that's why we started this show because we were getting to a point mm. where there was so much unser- there, there was so much dishonesty and so much uh, unsophisticated speech happening flagrant flagrancy flagrant flagrancy. That we d- we decided it was time to start paying attention and time to start that's telling right. the truth and that's what we do. So so how can you make it better?
1: Go to fnxfit.com that's right, because and you know punch what in our code.
0: No one's going to listen to you if you're if yeah. you hadn't slept well if you're dehydrated if you've got if you not got the gains from the gym have that you need. Amazing gains. No one's going to care, <laughs> and that's why you need fnxfit.com hey hunter i've got some awesome news uh let me you know the link that we've been putting in our description looked like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. jackson pollock painting with consonants
1: yeah exactly barely english well uh
0: based on uh some a little bit of of clicking and and typing and doing we have a new partner link it is carlpooling.com slash FNX. So you can go there right now, look at all of their products, look, be smart, do what's right for you, review the products, review the ingredients. Um, I'm currently working with uh, with some of the sleeping uh, supplements and the apple cider vinegar gummies so that I can uh, improve my lipolysis and look my best. Um, and hun- Very necessary. Yeah, Hunter's um, taking some of their some of their
1: uh Uh, krill oil um i've taken that a couple of times it's great i love it um good for my heart uh i need to go find that actually so (laughs) i'll I'll dig that up uh i don't know what happened to it It, like put it on the like the desk and i think katie must have thrown it somewhere but maybe that's just me making an excuse so i don't look dumb i think it's probably that uh katie's been taking the protein powder um so she's been working out because she literally uh, looks
0: like you we got to no, put some muscle true. on that one.
1: I just need some meat <laughs> on that one. <laughs> what, what
0: can Katie bench, Hunter?
1: Yeah, like uh, probably like a dog, like a small dog. Like 10 pounds? You know? Uh, yeah, that sounds uh, right. Anyhow, sounds about right.
0: And, and the great thing is that it, it literally is a, a, a panacea. FNX Fit is the cure to all your ills. So, um so go there right now, carlpooling.com slash FNX. Use checkout code carlpooling to save 15% on your order and send a little love our way. And uh, some of you that's have right. already done that, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, you fund this URL Insane. for another, another year. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right, that's been the show. Go start saying true things. Do it right now. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Start by saying true things on Instagram by <laughs> punching to that search bar at Carl Pulling. Yes, that's a true, you, that's a true handle. Twitter. Go to Twitter. Yeah. And Twitter. Uh, you can find our website at com. You can email the show at carlpulling at gmail.com. We've got a Facebook page. Uh, it's like Carl Pulling Show. Pretty sure that's what it is. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not, I'm not one of those people, you know. Seriously, I was thinking about today. I'm so happy I'm off social media. And by that, I mean I'm not on Facebook. I I think it's
0: actually Carl Pulling Podcast, but I couldn't care less. (laughs) Just just review us on iTunes. That's all I want from you.
1: Take that, Zuckerberg. Uh, You can follow me at Emotional Carl. You can follow Chris at ChrisXCarl on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, let us know what you guys think. Send us some love, and we'll uh, follow up with it on the show. Uh, Excellent work, Chris. Send us an
0: email at carlpulling at gmail.com. I appreciate everyone that's done that. Chris, 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 Chris. Chris, 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 I oh, I'm just, that. I, uh, I'm reiterating. I know a bunch of people oh, okay, that my listen to our show week in, week out. Cut and it we out. really want to hear from you. So just, just cut this I'm, part out. I'm sorry. Are you telling the listeners to cut it out or me to cut it out?
1: <laughs> I'm telling the <laughs> listeners to cut me out of their lives. <laughs> just cut <laughs> well, me out. I'm
0: sure most of them have already done that. Hunter. Um, but cool. yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much, Amanda and Ben for emailing in. Let's keep the conversation yeah, going. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know in this in this world ever increasing in its its distress and chaos it seems like we're on a roller coaster that that won't end anytime soon and when you're in that milieu you have to take steps to protect yourself and now, for that reason
1: it's imperative that you get tested get out of the back seat we're home and then get tested